It's Coach O, baby. Coach Edo is running the Nelson New Tigers. And you listen there, that sports antidote on that anchor app. And uh, lots going on right now. We got us, uh, you know, indictment Thursday, legal stuff going on. Bill Cosby getting out on a crazy uh, verbal agreement that nobody knew about, baby. But nuts. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of nuts, we got the NFL got their first uh, or second openly gay player or whatever, you know, joining up. You know, college football, you got Nick Saban, the, the, the first element of PQ, uh, GDB coach. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a great baby every day. You know, everybody loving everybody. But um, well, Coach O, you a little bit mad about them, them boys. Um, North Carolina State didn't get to play in that World Series. I mean, they had that coronavirus. And, I mean, look, if them, them dipsticks don't want to get that va- vaccination, then they should be, uh, you know, I mean, let them play, baby. If they got it or not, they ain't, if they're if they able to play, let them play. If the other teams ain't vaccinated, you know, it's on them. And let them get the coronavirus and let them play baseball, baby. That's what I say. Let them play because I'm Coach O, bitch, and I'm coming. Speaking of vaccination, and thanks, Coach, I think that all babies should be vaccinated while they're in the womb. Even dead people should be vaccinated because we're about to have the super mega Delta Plus Pro Deluxe Strain run through this. Do you care about that? Nobody cares. Nice hat. Welcome to the Sports Antidote, episode number 55. I'm your host, Danny Belts, Papa Doc, True Power. Buckle up, lady. We're going for a ride today. Let's start off with the DA of New York. Holy crap, he cucked big time. Have to talk about that. Speaking of that, Bill Cosby. Are you kidding me? And I do have something. I have a hot take on Bill Cosby. I'm going to explain some of the logic between why I'm so good at college futures. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to talk about I am in Starkville right now recording this while Mississippi State is battling Vanderbilt. They've never won a championship in any sport, and I happen to be in Starkville while they go to war in Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to our friends in Nebraska. Touch on Giannis for a second and the NBA. We'll be running a full gauntlet on the NCA, MLB, NFL, in need of what I'm talking about and Papa Doc control, comparing that to something I'm not even going to give away. I'm not even going to give it away. Uh-oh. Not going to get too political on this show, so you libs that do listen, you can take the seatbelt off. You're not going to have, have that bumpy of a ride. Tommy Bench is coming on to talk about some interesting COVID points, and Bro Exotic is going to come on to talk about another restaurant concept. A uh, one that just it's even better than it's better than Buffalo Ride Wings somehow and even Woco Bell. This guy is printing money. Printing money. We gotta hop on this woke train. Look what he did with Woken Token. And yes, this new restaurant does accept Woken Token. I'll let him give you the specifics on that. I kinda wanna do <laughs> I'm not gonna blow it. We uh talked about that earlier today and I almost sharted. Uh how pro exotic is the gift that keeps giving. Much like CNN. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's start off real quick with New York, the DA, Cyrus Vance Jr., who just, part, just dropped all charges to over 900 riot-slash-looters, people that destroyed communities in all the boroughs of New York, particularly Manhattan. Business owners are up in arms, and he let them all go. This is the far, far left. Coach O comes on the show. He's middle left. We can have a discussion. He's a good old Democrat, but he's not far left. Criminals need to go to jail. Oh, what about the insurrection? Those guys don't even, they they can't even have, they don't even get bail. But yet Steve Carell can bail out a bunch of people destroying public property and private property in Minneapolis and everywhere else. Just, it's unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. The the far left is pro-criminal. How can you say, how can you argue with me? Let them all go. If I'm a business owner, I'm going, I'm going to Attica because I'm taking somebody out and I think I know who it is. We continue to get cucked by Instagram and freaking Anchor slash Spotify. Our hits are down 95%. Oh, yeah, the shows are getting that bad. Shows are getting better. You know what? Fuck you, Spotify. You think I think that's going to stop me? So I'm only going to go harder. Punk ass. 
Bill Cosby. Okay, I am not pro-rape. I'm not pro-Darren uh, Sharper over here. Bill Cosby was the original Darren Sharper, apparently. There's nothing funny about that. I don't know why I'm laughing, but I'll tell you. Um, I do have a problem with one thing, and I got into a crazy text exchange with a few of my friends, and the texting never goes right because you can never articulate yourself the way you want. And of course I didn't. It looked like I was taking off for Bill Cosby, which I certainly am not. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, much like what happened in the Trayvon Martin case, what you just saw recently with, what's his name, the stupid white cop, his name escapes me, uh, Chauvin, whatever, uh, the outside influences should never in- influence the inside of a courtroom. And when that happens, we have a problem. Uh, let me give you an example. Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman. Okay, this is why we have three different branches. And the judicial, the only, the judicial system, the only thing the executive branch can really do there is appoint people to the judicial system. However, there's a reason why the executive branch can't segue into that, nor can they go to the legislative side. That's why there's three different ones. If you ask AOC, she says we have three chambers of government still. Idiots. You just got political. So what? You don't like it? Leave. So in this case, President Obama... And that DA in Florida did not want to try this case because the lacerations on the back of Zimmerman's head clearly indicated that he turned around, then was attacked by Trayvon after the original. And by the way, Tray- Trayvon was six foot 180. He was a man. I love how they portray him as a little boy in the pictures. Show the picture of him holding a gun while he's smoking a, smoking a J. No, let's not do that. Let's put a picture of him as a 13-year-old in an Abercrombie shirt. Yeah, that'll work. Great idea. Let's do that. So, in an attempt to not to stick on this all day, I'll try to fast forward. But President Obama leaned on them so hard they end up trying the case knowing that they have no case. This is not murder. This is self-defense. As stupid as Zimmerman is. And let me emphasize, he is an idiot. They tried it under outside influence. This just happened with Chauvin and Biden. BLM has a massive influence. BLM basically pushed forward all that outside influence on this case with Chauvin. There's no, I'm sorry. There's no way he gets 22 years. That, that, I'm sorry. That's, we all know. Any reasonable person, that's absurd. Was he, was he wrong to do what he did? I think everyone agrees it was a bit excessive. We're not going to get into all the, all the details there and the facts around it. Like the toxology report. <laughs> Nothing to see here. But needless to say, he should serve time, but just not that much. But in this case, at the time, Bill Cosby was right in the middle of the Me Too movement, which people forget. That got Louis C.K. canceled for doing something silly, but certainly should not be canceled. I thought he raped somebody. He, he, all he did was ask if the, he could jerk off in front of her. Yeah, it's still absurd, but you don't get canceled for that. Just say no. Pull a Kelly Clarkson, then walk away. That's all you got to do. Or you want to report him, go ahead, but you don't get canceled. That guy lost millions. I don't even like Louis C.K. He's a cuck. He's funny, but he's a cuckold. Same time, though, that's what the influence that the Me Too movement had. We had already predetermined that Bill Cosby was guilty prior to him even stepping up to, up to bat. Everyone's like, I knew he was guilty. How would you, God? What are you, omniscient? You have a crystal ball? Who's going to win the World Series this year? Let me know so I can make some money. I mean, geez. So my point is that the outside influence of the Me Too movement had already predetermined what was happening here. And they got basically protesting outside this courthouse. He must be guilty. He must be guilty. All there was allegations. If 100 girls say that I date raped him, then, okay, we're going to have to, okay, that's that's a very very serious accusation. It's almost as serious as murder, right? Right below it. We're going to have to have a, a court case, right, with a jury. That's non-biased. Bill Cosby's jury was all women. <laughs> I mean, come on. As he's a scumbag. He's a dirtbag. All right, no one's arguing that. But it was predetermined before he sat his ass down in that courtroom, he was going to be guilty regardless of what happened. Basically, what we just saw a few weeks ago or a month ago. So what, not taking up for him, but we should never have an outside influence inside the courtroom. Ever. I don't care how ridiculous it is. There is something called due process. And unfortunately, regardless of what you say, Everyone is entitled to it. Let me explain futures real quick. So I like Georgia Tech this year, big time. Over four and a half, some four, four and a half, some five. I'm getting a lot of pushback of their, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the whole future thing yet. I have tons of notes we'll get into. We'll get, it, we'll get sexy with this in August. Dickie Salvo comes back on to talk about the NFL futures and, and such. But it, let me give you one example. I like Georgia Tech. I think they're going to shock a lot of teams this year. Well, then my, one of my buddies already pointed out the the. No way they can win. The obvious losses, Clemson, Notre Dame, uh, and Georgia. I'm like, well, how do you know that? See, that's the thing. See, this every single year in a P5 conference, there are massive upsets within the conference. Massive. I mean, I watched Troy almost beat Clemson a couple years ago on their own field. 
If it wasn't for the refs, Troy probably would have won that game. Then you gated a 99-yard fumble return late in the fourth, and then Clemson inadvertently scored on the next play, 14-point swing. Troy had him dead to right. Go watch, go watch the, the YouTube montage on this game. Upsets happen all the time. People will sleep on Georgia Tech, but you can't just say that's not that. If you go by futures, you can't count, well, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. That's not how you do this. Because if you do it like that, it'd just be that easy. We'd all just bet futures and win. You have to expect one of these teams to slip up. You can't just count outright wins and outright losses because that is not uh, a certainty or anything that can be calculated. There are massive upsets that happen, and I think they're going to walk up on somebody. I do think Georgia Tech can beat a Notre Dame. I do. I do think they could beat a Georgia. I do. I do think they could sneak up on Clemson. As crazy as it, it happens all the time. You just don't realize it. And then when it's over, you go, man, how did that? I didn't see that coming. I'm not saying I see that coming, but it happens all the time. So you can't just factor in these. I mean, yeah, Georgia Tech has to beat the two directional schools they play first. And I count, I count on them to win those games. But really, this comes down to the, the meat on the bone is all about the conference and the conference play. And we'll get into that uh, all the way down from 10,000 feet to ground zero. But you can't just, I'm sorry, you can't just say, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. Otherwise, we'd all just be millionaires. It does not work like that. We all saw Giannis go down. That was scary. Uh, it looked like he tore every ligament in his knee. Looks like he's going to finish the series and finish out. Looks like he's going to play. Probably be a little ginger on that. You hate to see ginger on his, is anybody say ginger, tender? No, ginger tender. Tender. <laughs> his knee, probably be a little, you know, iffy. You hate to see that. I think if you don't like Giannis, I won't let you around my kids. I mean, it's not to like about that guy. He seems like he's just a gentle giant. He's a top five player in the world. He's incredible. Uh, he stayed in Milwaukee, played ball. I love that. Keep the small market thing going. The NBA playoffs, actually, I'm watching now, and I'm kind of a hypocrite because I said I'd write it off, and I'm own up to it. It's great. I had the Suns to win it all. Shout out to the Cowboy. We talked about that and bet it right when the getting was good, <laughs> when AD got hurt, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. But at the same time, it's great. We have parody now. Parody. We have no Steph Curry chewing on his mouthpiece. No woke LeBron, the woke James, bitching the refs. And getting woke. We don't have him. This is great. The Lakers are out. You know, the one seed is gone on the other side. It's all Ben Simmons' fault. Of course. And of course. And you'll cuck. Yes. But it's just great to have this parody. We haven't seen this since the Mavericks beat the Heat 55,000 years ago, it feels like. So good for the NBA. There's a bunch of injuries. I don't care. There was a bunch of injuries when Cleveland beat, excuse me, when the, when the Golden State Warriors first championship they won, lest we forget, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were out. LeBron had to basically play with Del Vadova and Thompson and somebody else and I'm some other big oafy white boy. I forgot his name. I'm looking at his dumb face right now. So you could asterisk that, but nobody remembers that. So no one cares. See, nobody cares if you're hurt. Papa Doc, true control. What does that mean, Belts? I'm glad you asked. Papa Doc. Hmm. You may remember him. Let's, uh, Eminem remembers him. However, I have a twist for you. And we'll get to that shortly. But true control, if I said power, I'm sorry. Just true control is what we're going to talk about. And let's start with the NCAA baseball. So, actually, no, basketball. Let's start there. Let's just start with the NCAA. They have taken this coronavirus and have not just politicized it, but they have taken full control, much like the far left uses the coronavirus to gain office, gain control, spread fear, the things that the far left loves to do, shut it down, all the above. You know, got my boy in San Diego, used to be kind of apolitical, maybe a little liberal. Yeah, he ain't no more. May as well have a MAGA tattoo on his ass. MA on the left and GA on the right. <laughs> Shout out to sides. Anyway, uh, Newsom is a bum. And everyone in San Diego, which is woke AF, will tell you the same thing. So if he doesn't get re- he that go Jenner. Anyway, so if you remember... Uh, the NCAA, in their utter insanity, Oregon State had a great run in basketball, won the conference, beat Colorado to win the Pac-12, and then they go all the way to the Elite Eight where they inevitably lose to Zaga, gave them all they wanted in the second half. Late game, they go back to the hotel. Before they could shower, <clears throat> the NCAA dictated to them that they had to vacate the hotel. What? 
You talk about an absolute absurd abuse of power. Because they got a little taste. <laughs> like Papa Doc. We'll get to that. Send the kids back. What? I got an idea. Why don't you let them shower? Have a little post-mortem, partum, whatever the hell it's called. I like get it mixed up. Not the one where you give birth. The one where you think about what the F just happened. Mortem? Ah, whatever. I'm an idiot. But the point is, is no, no, no. You can't do that. You need to take a shower and get out. Uh, you know, this is when it really all started with these nut jobs. And then we see, you know, what happened with North Carolina State. Most know this story here. But this is the most absurd thing. And it's already been covered over and over and over. As you know, if you didn't know, North Carolina State was told they had to go home. The interesting part about this, as Coach mentioned, getting vaccinated, four of the kids that got tested positive were already vaccinated. So this shows how stupid the vaccination process actually is. And even if, <laughs> well, not one college athlete has been hospitalized, let alone died, and they use their power. They want to flex right now, and I'm leading up to something because I tell you what they're going to do. <laughs> I, I, I know what's coming. They're going to, this is, this is the real control on the horizon. They just get hungry. They need more. Yeah. Like ravenous wolves. I'll say it again. Drink the waters dry. Eat the fields clean. They never stop. The NCAA is just like the far left, just like this administration right now. When do we stop? When do we stop? No. So we send NC State home. For what? And as Clay Travis said, they could have bought a ticket, went in the stands with the packed 30,000 people that were in there. We can't even have an adult conversation. This is so stupid. So you send them home? Can't wait a day? Can't just wait? Maybe just hold off? I think everybody would have understood. They were the Cinderella of the, of the tournament, the bell of the ball. Great story. The underdog. Everyone roots for the underdog. No, no, we can't. You got to go home. I hope Mississippi State beats Vanderbilt. They're up a couple. They, they got to Kumar early. Ooh. And fuck, you know what? Forget Vanderbilt's woke, stupid, race-baiting athletic director. Just, just get out of here with this. Well, don't take this language. They always find the one obscure racist tweet or comment and just blow it up. Like when the Ohio State basketball kid missed a couple free throws and then late and they lost in the tournament and everybody went ballistic. But most, it was like 90,000 positive tweets of we got your back, bro. Even some Michigan people were like, oh, it's all good, dog. You'll be great in the pros. And then two stupid people go like, ah, oh, the N-word, you know, blah, blah, blah. They probably just lost money. I'm not condoning it. But then they, they, we have to focus on the two negative tweets instead of the 50,000 positive tweets. And that's how we run it in society. And that's Vanderbilt's athletic director. And his name will be coming up shortly, if you know what I mean. The protocols are getting ridiculous. They're going to take this and move it right into football. They already flexed last year with sitting people. See, they did this in the game that we bet. They did it to Louisville versus Virginia Tech right before the game. All these kids couldn't play. Well, now they're going to start canceling games or sending people home, and it's going to happen in this playoff. Watch it. Watch, watch the playoffs come, and a team has to go. Yeah. Troy will burn when that happens. Major League Baseball is even worse. Last year, if you don't remember, they had just beginning – played ball, and like nobody was allowed to be in the stands. Dr. Fauci was, if you remember, with no mask, sitting next to two people. He had his mask off outside. He must have had a moment of clarity. Hypocrite, cuck. But the Nationals general manager, Mike Rizzo, is up on the second balcony suite, the GM suite. No one is in the stands. No one, uh, picture that. Go YouTube this. No one's in the stands. He walks outside with no mask to watch the game, and the singing cowboy, the stupidest umpire on the planet, worse than Angel Hernandez, this guy takes his mask, takes his face mask off, points up to the balcony, walks over, and ejects him. Can we be adults? He's up there outside, close to no one. No one's in the stands, and the closest person to him is up 100 yards away, and he gets ejected? In his own stadium, in his own suite? Are you, what, are you kidding me? Now they can search. <laughs> search and seizure. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you didn't know, now Major League Baseball has allowed the other, the other manager as many times as they want to have the other pitcher searched for illegal substances. Doesn't this sound familiar? I think this happened in the late 1930s in East Berlin. The tattoos are coming. Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers of my generation. He is a horse. A first ballot Hall of Famer, he is a lock. He's good for seven, to, seven innings to a complete game every time he steps on the mound. Strikeout monster. Sure, he grunts. I don't care. He's a hall. He's a boss. He's a hoss. He's a ball. 
and he's a Republican. Suck it. Well, Scherzer was searched recently three times by Joe Girardi. Three times they had the, the, the MVP and Cy Young and World Series MVP, the, the multi-time Cy Young. This guy's got more class. You think he's cheating? So it comes down to he has to, and at the end they even, because he keeps rubbing his hair, they even they have to search his head, his sweaty hair. They have an umpire running his hands through his sweaty head. What are you talking about? And Joe Girardi then steps out and wants to fight one of the other managers that used to coach with him, and he gets ejected. Joe Girardi's a loser. And I, this whole thing is just, it, it, this is where it starts. Papa Doc control. This is where it starts. Major League can just frisk, do whatever they want. You shit me? You don't think this is bad? This is horrible. Then what's next? The NFL. We've got Cole Beasley right now. I'm not getting vaccinated. Good for him. I'm not either. You don't like it? Leave. Cole Beasley spoke. Good for him. Then he takes all the backlash. Yes, yes, yes. All the backlash. Of course. And then Brandon Bean, who, will, who has already been invited to the awards dinner at the end of the year for White Bitch of the Year. He's a front-running nominee. Proclaims that he may not even want any player on his roster that doesn't want to get vaccinated. Well, now you have a problem because now you have one of your best receivers that doesn't want to get vaccinated, okay? And <laughs> what are you going to do now? If you do something to that guy, not to the effect of letting him play, he's going to sue the holy dog shit out of the Bills. And he will, obviously, they'll settle or he will win. Because I guarantee you that's a violation of every single right you have. And there's nothing in that contract that has anything to do with COVID-19. Nothing. So you are going to get dog roasted on that one. I hope that happens. Good for Cole Beasley. Just absolutely ridiculous. The NFL now is going to say some cities, the woke ones, you're going to have to prove proof of vaccination to get in. They're kicking this can around. Proof of vaccination to get into the games that are full capacity. Be an adult. I'd sue the shit. If I was a season ticket holder, their lawsuits would be stacking on top of each other. Stacking. When does it stop? Look at the NFL. Look at Major League Baseball and the NCAA. We're not even going to get into the NBA. That's just too easy, too obvious. It's ridiculous. The Blue Jays are still playing baseball in Buffalo. Well, why is that, Belts? Because Cucto, Trudeau, won't let them or anyone step outside. They're still wearing masks outside, mandated in Wokota. Our stupid, stupid, ridiculous neighbor in the north. What a bunch of Idiots. Idiots. Speaking of Toronto, segueing the Toronto Sun, who's woke AF, you can Google this. Even they're like, all right, enough is enough. It was titled Trudeau's playing a whole heap of Trudeau's playing a game, whole heap of crazy. Even they're like, stop it. Stop it. Look at the crazy control right there in Michigan. Excuse me. Well, so yeah, there too. In Canada. And, and they're just right there. I mean, like, imagine being in Canada and looking over that stupid river at Detroit and seeing them being able to do what they want, and you can't do anything. Like, there's so much COVID across that river. Yeah, this is about being safe. Sit on a cucumber. This is about absolute Papa Doc control. And speaking of, y'all know the Papa Doc that I'm talking about in 8 Mile. Anthony Mackey, who's from New Orleans and wouldn't sign an autograph for my late friend Bill. Rest in peace, buddy. Mackey is a cuck. He's not even a good actor. And he sucked in 8 Mile. But whatever. It spawned his stupid career that is now. Aside from being in that one woke movie that Spike Lee directed that went up like a Led Zeppelin. (whistles) Fuck Spike Lee. Racist hobbit. Anyhow, Bill's are cursing a lot. You don't like it, you know where you can go. Plenty of bartenders out there. Wait, the world. <laughs> Good. Plenty of bartenders out there. Two weeks with pay. I butchered that because I haven't said it in so long. Papa Doc Duvier is what I'm talking about. Who's that? Glad you asked. That's the Dr. Fauci of Haiti a long time ago in the 50s. No one reigned longer than he in the history of that country. He was not a politician. He was just a doctor, kind of like Fauci, except he wasn't a cuck. No, he was anything but that. Matter of fact, he was insane. 
So when the president died, there wasn't really an election when the current president passed away. There wasn't really an election. And there's conflicting things in historical books, but if you go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, which is the most historically accurate text you will find on the planet, you will see that he just assumed command. Yeah. He assumed command and uh, just took control. A doctor, I'd be president. It's kind of like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it's kind of like a lateral move. Yeah, I'm not a speaker, uh, you know, I'm just the first lady and I'm a senator in New York. Yeah, lateral move. Yeah, doctor, president. Sure, who cares? He wasn't no housebroken politician, I tell you that. He changed his name. He wasn't the president, he was the emperor of Haiti. <laughs> he changed his business card real quick. He was insane. Declared himself emperor. He kept that country and those people in absolute illiteracy. Poverty, they were starving. He did this on purpose, literally creating an internal genocide. We've seen this a lot in other countries, but boy, was it prevalent during this time. Of the 36 presidents who preceded Papa Doc, most were killed or overturned. Bloodshed was just a way of life over there. That's sad. But Duvier remained under constant guard. He was tough to get to. Uh, he had about 600 palace guards, 350 soldiers, about 5,000 militiamen, and the Tontos Makautis, which is Creole for the boogeymen. That's right. These Tontons wore sunglasses, fanatically loyal to Duvier, licensed killing, torture. Thousands were murdered, thousands of Haitians, slitting throats, hanging upside down, public executions to scare the hell out of people. And he took Papa Doc control overnight. Overnight. Doesn't that kind of seem like what's happening now in our sports and this current administration? I'm not comparing Joe Biden to Papa Doc. I'm just saying control, instant control and radical overnight change. It only got worse when Papa Doc stepped down because that's when his son took over. They called him Baby Doc. Yeah, I'm not making this up. And he made his dad look like a Protestant. He was 10 times worse. Of what I just said, multiply that by 10, and that was his crazy son. Until, thank God, finally, he was overthrown and died in the ditch. They just had enough of it. I'm not saying we're going to revolt and kill people. That's not what I'm saying. My point is that change happens, and when it does, immediate, when immediate control is in place, this swift change is not a good thing, particularly when it runs so far in one radical direction. It's happening in our sports. It's happening in our politics. It's happening at the goddamn gas station I'm looking at right now in Starkville, Mississippi, through the window of my hotel. Keep your head on a swivel. Papa Doc control is a real thing. I don't know how this guy hasn't joined us yet. Oh, sidebar, I forgot. Vanderbilt's athletic director is a woman who's African-American. Ergo, she's still woke and an idiot, but she cannot make this segment, obviously, because it's white bitch of the week. I don't know how Jim Acosta hasn't made it on here yet, but it's amazing it took this long. But welcome to the party, pal, in the words of Bruce Willis. So this man, this idiot for CNN, an absolute loser, decides that he's finally, somebody goes to the border, and it's the former president who goes down there which we never had better border control ever under those four years. That's not true. Yes, it is. You talk to anyone you want in Homeland. I know two of them. One of them's a Democrat. He'll tell you. Anyway, he lives in my neighborhood. So uh, let's not go down that road. So Acosta, while Trump is getting asked questions relevant to the situation, Acosta is still running the CNN ground game, something that happened a half a year ago, the insurrection. He's demanding an apology for inciting a riot. First of all, if you think that he incited a riot, now he handled the whole thing poor. I give Trump an F in January. Uh, let's, be, let's be objective, call balls and strikes. He could have done a way better job there. But to still be hanging on this, what's, what's happening in our society right now, I got to hand it to CNN. They don't stop running that football. It's fourth and sixth. Here it comes. They're running off tackle. They don't stop. At going down there, 
Not, not even when Camilla was in El Paso. Where was he then? No, no one's there. We still haven't seen anyone asking her any questions. Of course not. We're not going to do that. Willie Brown's whore. And then, and then, wait. He comes in there and he disrupts everything. This is why no, this is why everyone, he treats the media like shit. This is why. This is why I liked him. He's not a housebroken Republican. He hates the media too because they hate him. He doesn't have to be respectful to people. You show respect to those who show respect to you. That's a, that's a, everyone should live their life like that. This man goes down there and busts this up and he gets booed and he's like wondering why he's getting booed. What a hack. What a political thug. What a good move by CNN, I think. It disrupted a lot. Bad look, maybe on the outside, maybe on the inside, good. But you clearly see they just said, hey, Jim, go down to the border, finally, and just go ahead and be a, you know, a heckler. Well, guess what, Acosta? You're a loser. Loser. And you are white bitch of the week. And because of what you have done, you're joining the other eight people. And don't get me wrong, I have all these written down. For a white bitch of the year at the annual awards banquet in December for being an absolute idiot in this situation. And you are nominated for white bitch of the year. The Onion Ring, where even fiction is reality. Everything on here is a fact. With guest host, Bro Exotic, Super Woke. Bro Exotic jumping on the sports and load episode number 55. What's going on, Wokey? What's going on, bro? Uh, bro Exotic, founder of Me Too, Mu Epsilon Theta Omega Omega. What's going on, bro? Sick. Uh, dude, nothing much, man. I'm in Starkville. Uh, Mississippi State is up 5 nothing versus Vandy. Uh, it's literally the unwokies of the SEC versus the Wokies of the SEC in college baseball. I'm sure you're rooting for Vanderbilt. And they're pandering, uh, race trading, yeah. general right. manager. Yep, that's why uh, I am rooting for Panderbilt. I am rooting for Panderbilt. That is is correct. Speaking of Pander, why don't you get on to your new restaurant theme? I mean, you've made so much money. I don't even know. You make Anthony Bourdain. Actually, he's passed away. You make Guy Ferrari and the rest of these restauranteurs look pretty weak. Bring us up to your next – bring us up to speed on your next uh, amazing restaurant venture because it just seems to be just an avalanche of success. Right. So we we wanted to focus more on the Haitian – or the Asian hate that we're uh, we're just trying to uh, eliminate here, man. Oh, uh, yes, yes, it's dominating yes. the landscape. So yes. um, I actually got in contact with uh, President uh, Xi Jinping of China, and um, you excuse know, me, I, I, I have speak- to stop you right there. You, are you going to tell me you got in touch with the most powerful person on Earth right now? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, dude. I, that's what I'm saying, dude. I wanted to uh, if I'm going to make um, this type of restaurant that we want to do, I, I needed to have uh, this guy on my side because. We wanted to create the uh, the first ever uh, safe space Asian cuisine restaurant in the world, and uh, it took a little while because you know I speak English, he speaks Mandarin, <laughs> but uh, through me teaching him uh, the ways of the woke, we now speak a common woke Asian language called Pandarin. So together, once we were able to communicate, we uh, decided to create our first Panda Express. Okay, is this a, you mean the Panda Express? Panda. Uh, uh, no, bro. Uh, that's uh, the Pander I- Express. Oh, please go on on this. I got. Oh. I mean, I ain't leaving till I get this. Jeez, what is this? Yeah. What is this tomfoolery, witchcraft? Go right well, ahead. Yeah, dude. So again, we just want to create a safe space for uh, for Asians to uh, escape Asian hate. Uh, so much so that uh, whites are not allowed. Uh, strictly not allowed. Of course. Um, are, me, you allowed, uh, are you allowed? Are you? No, uh, actually, no. In in, uh, in our con- in my contract with uh, President Xi. Um, I'm actually on more or less uh, restraining order. I cannot be within 500 yards of these. Uh, That's that's truly what I am. You cannot be on. You cannot come to your own restaurant. Am I hearing this? Right, dude. And I don't know how woke you are. Right. And I have not and don't think I will ever have to identify as Asian because I don't. Uh, I'm I'm very genuine with what I identify as. Uh, Never identified as an Asian. So I had to. Go ahead and uh, cancel myself from the premises. But I'm so I'm still. Wait, I have a question. What if you identify as an Asian later? Is that like too late? You can't. Is it too late? Like you can never go to this restaurant, right? No, because uh, our contract is actually. Oh, so you are canceled from your own. Right. From your own concept. 
Exactly. So more of a song. I gotta you, there. Dude, you live the life. You live the life. I gotta give yeah, you. But um, but yeah, dude, it's a great place. We have uh some of my favorite uh, dishes there that I get uh delivered to me because I again I cannot go there. Um, I really like the sesame to chicken combo. It's uh, I mean, it's gonna make you feel extremely triggered when you're done. But uh, you know, we're we're constantly watching the cook. Don't grow up the chicken breast. Uh, we always need to keep that meat too. Uh, another big uh. Big favorite of mine is going to be the uh, the eggplant parenthood lo mein. So uh, it's pretty. Sweet. That's where we uh, we go and vacuum out all the insides of the eggplant, layer the decimated remains on top of the noodles. Uh, that's it's pretty hot fire. Um, yeah, Can you run that back one more time. I didn't get that one. The uh, the eggplant parenthood lo mein. One more time. Yeah. Do you say yeah? We just we pretty much we just <laughs> vacuum we vacuum out the insides of the eggplant. The decimated remains just right on top of the noodles. God, it's sick. Yeah. Okay, what else we got in this? This is the wokest menu on the planet. This makes French laundry look like a barbecue joint in North Mississippi. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that you brought up French laundry. Actually, next door uh, to French laundry in LA because it, the first franchisee uh, is uh, Shohei uh, Otami for the. He's actually the first franchisee uh, right there in L.A., uh, so we're really happy to have him on the team. Okay. That's he's also awesome. leading the majors in home runs, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I do. And, uh, by the way, he just gave up a touchdown to the Yankees today in the first in the first inning, so uh, the Cowboy can go suck it. But, anyway, uh, what else we got here? Uh, yeah, dude. So, we're just – that's what we're just trying to do, dude. We're just trying to create a safe space for Asians. Uh, no one else, uh, especially whites. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't even know. Um, I have to speak to Woke Pope if he. No, you, I'm not even. Woke Pope's the allowed. Woke Pope is due to come back on. Question: I'm getting a couple as we feed this live. Couple questions. Do you have to show your vaccination tattoo on your ass to enter uh, the pander? You have to get in there. Do you have to be vaccinated? I know you can't be white, um, but what what are the vaccination rules uh, within the restaurant? Well, uh, we're actually not too sure about that because the news of the vaccine kind of changes. We don't know what people are saying on the outside, kind of just like China. We don't uh, – it's kind of different with our information than anywhere else in the outside community. Um, we will say this, though. Um, if, you do go, if you do choose to go there and uh, you're looking for a bat, we're strictly BYOB. Uh, you need to bring your own bat. Um, bring your own bat. I was going to yeah. ask, if you are going to – can you have the bat char-grilled? Um, can you have it fried or blackened? If I bring a bat, well, I can't come in there. But if I was Asian and I brought a bat to your restaurant, could I have it fried, blackened? What are the options? I mean, can I have it rare? Does it have to be cooked all the way through? These are questions that I just, I'm just curious about. Yeah, it's definitely a dealer's choice in, uh, in that aspect. Uh, we, uh, we can deep fry it. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, it. That, bat, that bat's going to come up just the way you want it, dude. Um, I would never know because I, again, I cannot walk in there, uh, but certainly, uh, we, do there, um, uh, straight, straight from, uh, straight from China. So, uh, it's never had bat, uh, and it's uh, kind of, since it's off the menu, it's not something to order. So never tried it. I don't know. Hers pretty good. Well, maybe I'll get it to go. A bat and a baked potato. Who knows? Um, anyway, Bro Exotic, why don't you close out with uh, your handle and we'll get out of here. Absolutely, dude. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Bro Exotic, B-R-E-A-U-X, Exotic. And uh, no jokes, stay woke, bro. Sick. We'll see you next week. All right, dude. Cheers. Bro Exotic. <laughs> it's just, where do you even, where do I begin, where do I end? I don't know. One of the best free agent acquisitions the show's ever had. Anybody seen Tommy Bench? Tommy Benz jumping on the sports antelope, episode number 55. What's going on, pal? Not much, big guy. How you doing? Doing well, man. I'm here in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, just so you know, Mississippi State, which Starkville is in, is battling as we speak against Vanderbilt in the College World Series, and they're up three to nothing. And if they win, they will win the College World Series for their first title ever in women's or men's sports in school history. 
pretty cool that I'm here tonight. And I hope that clacka clacka, we call them that because of the cowbell. I hope they win because uh, I'd like to get some videos of that. Maybe burn burn the streets down. Maybe a riot. Who knows? I mean, why not? We just don't know if we'll have enough time. Just make sure you hit up the William and Sonoma on the way. Yeah. Uh, that, of course, right over here across the street from the hotel. But go ahead. It would be a shame if some uh, random COVID tests derailed that. Interestingly, the PGA Tour has, has somewhat quietly announced that they will no longer conduct weekly testing of players as a default. Oh. Because I think they're finally realizing, look, if somebody's not symptomatic, this is just it's, – it's gotten silly. All right, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Let, let's, let's fire off topic one. The Trumpster made his debut on the campaign rally circuit. Um, well, you can't really call it a campaign because he has not filed paperwork to run for any particular elected office. Uh, and understandably so, once once you declare you're running for any office, it could be local dog catcher. There are the uh, financial disclosures and scrutiny that you come under are more than I'm sure he's interested in dealing with for at least a couple of years. But I, I do find it interesting. And we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago, and I still hold to what I said, where I, I think it could be beneficial in the long run from the standpoint of he'll suck a lot of the oxygen out of the room. And, and force the media to cover what he's saying at his campaign events. And, and really, he can just pretty freely trash Biden as much as he wants. Um, I do think from a strategy standpoint, and I wonder, I wonder if we'll see it shift. You know, he, he hit, hit pretty hard at his event in Ohio. It was uh, early last week. He, he hit, or excuse me, in the later part of last week, he, he you know, brought up the, hey, 2020 election, there were problems. He, he hammered that pretty hard. But then he did spend most of his time hammering the Biden administration. I do think you're going to see that shift as we get further and further away from 2020 and closer and closer to 2022 into more of a campaigning for Republicans. And, and he's made it pretty clear. He's essentially going after the 10 members of the House who voted to impeach him uh, after the gen- events of January 6th. So it will be interesting to see what kind of effect these rallies have. One effect you can you can know for sure the Save America PAC, which is the PAC that he is associated with, currently is sitting on $85 million of cash. Now, to put things in perspective, at this point in 2017, so in other words, when he, when he was about six months into his first term, uh, he is now six months into the next guy's term. So in other words, it's the, the same time frame. This time in 2017, he only had $8.4 million cash on hand. And, and one of the unique things he did is he declared that he was going to run in 2020, basically the day after he was sworn in, he started raising money right away. So it, it is interesting. Will this have an effect? The other interesting thing is the $85 million he raised because it's in a pack. He really can use that as he sees fit and, and deploy it wherever he wishes to. It does not necessarily, in fact, it, it cannot go specifically to his benefit. He would have to disassociate from that pack and then create his own campaign to raise money and, and leave all that money with that pack. There are a lot of restrictions about how money can flow to and from packs and from campaigns and things of that nature. But I mean, you know, the, the average congressional race is somewhere around, you know, six to $10 million in terms of what gets spent on your average run in the congressional race. Now, some of the more high profile ones, they'll, they'll spend more. Some of the lower profile or the safe seats, you know, they won't spend nearly that. But if, if you just look at it from this standpoint, he could take the cash they have on hand and deploy almost $9 million against the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach him. And he could really cause some problems for them just in their primaries. Um, and, and that quantity of money, it, it, the average primary is not even close to multi-millions of dollars of what gets spent. So it'll be really interesting to see how he deploys that money. I, I think it's an it's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton, and we'll have to see uh, if if he he's going to have to make a decision shortly after the 2022 midterms. Does he want to run in 2024? Or does he just want to play the role of kingmaker? Because there's no doubt his endorsement and and him, you know, trying to get people fired up for whoever the nominee is in 2024. If it's not him, is is going to play a significant role. So we'll have to wait and see. But very interesting. 85 million dollars of cash on hand. And, you know, I get the text messages and the emails. I mean, they are not backing down. They are they are out there raising money. I, I, I wonder if that's a threshold. I wonder if he figures that, look, if I can raise a half billion dollars between now and the time I have to declare for 2024, I'll go ahead and do it. So 
we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. Switching gears, getting back to everybody's favorite topic, COVID. So I was in the, the grocery store, the local Kroger down here in the great state of Texas, where I like to joke, we, uh, we, sent the, uh, we, we sent COVID back to the manufacturer and demanded a refund. We're just, uh-huh. we're done with the pandemic, uh, much like the state of Florida. We just, we're done. We're done. We're done. You know, I'd say in the grocery store, 80% of the people are unmasked. So, and, and that comports somewhat with percentages of adults who've been vaccinated. And, and then, you know, the people who never wore a mask and never got on board with it. So, you know, 80% of the people are unmasked. And the question I have for those still wearing masks in places like grocery stores, again, we're not packed in tight. You have passing, you have a, a passing interaction with any other human being. I assume if you're scared to death of this, or, or even not scared to death, but just, you know, very concerned, you've gone and gotten vaccinated. And I don't want to hear the whole, well, there's a small subset of the population who can't get vaccinated. First of all, you never hear, you never hear the, the pro-maskers talk about that subset. Right. They only bring it up when it's convenient, uh, but they never talk about it in terms of, well, some acknowledgement that there are some people who can't get vaccinated. No, it's everybody must, you know, typical liberal mindset. Either it's banned or it's a requirement. There is no, well, you're free to make your own decision about that. It's either banned or it's a requirement. But one of the things that that's stuck out to me, my most recent trip to the grocery store, I saw this young, fit couple. You could tell they are the kind of couple in their 20s. They probably go do CrossFit together. All they own is fitness clothing because they want to make sure you can see how fit and in shape they are. And good for them. Hey, you know, I go to the gym, but I'm nowhere near the level this young couple was. Mid-20s. I'm sure they CrossFit. I'm sure their Instagram feeds are nothing but their wad posts and things of that nature. I'm also sure they're atheists, but yes. I'm sure sure they're atheists, too. I'm sure they voted for Joe Biden. I mean, the, the whole litany. We could go on and on. They're wearing masks. And, and I almost want to ask them, you're young and healthy. Even if you didn't have a vaccine, you have nothing to worry about, but fine. I'm sure you two were first in line to have your religious experience getting the jab. What are we doing here? What, like, what, what, what why? Is it, and so I, I really do think, and I hold to this, and we, we discussed this a few months back. I think there's going to be a subset of the population who anytime they go in public, they will wear a mask from now until the day they die. I just I think you got about 15 to 20 percent of people who they've just started and they will never stop. And and I I, it really is confusing. And and then what really took the cake earlier this week, I was pumping gas early in the morning. And a a young guy pulls up in in some sort of small foreign car. Again, I I, I, I don't even need to see the bumper sticker that uh, that you've got on the back of there. Young guy must be in his mid to late twenties, at the gas pump, wearing a he was wearing a mask inside the car. Steps outside, starts pumping gas, I, and there's not another human being within 15 feet of the guy. Has a mask on the whole time, and and you can you can tell this wasn't just like well I forgot to take it off as I came out of the store, and and, and I, I have to say at this point, because at this point if you wanted to get the vaccine you've gotten it, and not only that you've gotten it you've gotten your second dose and you're two or three weeks out. And all the guidance from the, the vaunted CDC, which really has become a joke, a parody of themselves. But yeah, if that's actually what you pay attention CDC, to. who's ran by the teachers union. Right, right. Who's ran by the teachers union and is afraid to say anything contrary to the who, which is run by the CCP. Right. It's just, <laughs> it, 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 again, you sound like a loony tune when you say it, but then you see the examples right in front of your face. And it's like, oh, no, that's accurate. So if that's who you're paying attention to and really waiting with bated breath for their guidance, look, they said if you're vaxxed, and outside, you, you do not need to wear a mask in any, really any circumstances. Pumping gas 20 feet away from people. And, and it just, I now, I, I am now at the point where if I see you outdoors with a mask on, I assume you have a mental problem. I, I really, I don't think there's any other conclusion that can be reached because, you know, in, in legal terms, there are the reasonable person's test, right? Would a reasonable person conclude X, Y, and Z as some legal threshold for determining something in, in various civil and criminal litigation. Um, can a reasonable person articulate why a young, healthy, fully vaccinated person should wear a mask outdoors in an environment where community spread has dropped to levels, the, the low levels that we have not seen in nearly a year? 
and, and the answer is no. No reasonable person can make the argument about um, why you should continue to wear a mask. And frankly, if your response is, well, there are people whose immune systems are so sensitive, then they shouldn't leave their home. I mean, really, if, there's, if, if that's how delicate your immune system is, that, that being pumping gas is such a high-risk activity, you require a mask because a person may approach within 10 feet of you if, if your immune system is that delicate, then, I, then, then we should make every, we should enclose you in a bubble and send food through a sanitized slot and, and, and help you. Cause <laughs> if that's true, that's what we should do. Otherwise I now assume you have a mental disorder if you are outdoors and you are still wearing a mask because obviously you've been vaccinated. Obviously let's, let's, let's carry this forward. The Delta variant, the Delta variant. Oh yes. We're all, I mean, it's just, this playbook, you'd think they'd run, right? I mean, if you have four downs and you run the same play for down one, two, and three, and you gain a quarter of a yard, are we really coming back to that same play on fourth down if it's a make or break down and you have to get the first down to stay in the game? Well, this is what they're doing. I, I mean, it's literally, you know, A, B, C, D. We're on Delta variant. And, and they are using Greek letters now. Um, because, you know, they didn't want to attach stigma to locales of where these things were originating. But remember, remember when we used to call the UK variant, oh, the UK variant was going to over. Oh, and then there was a brief time where the California variant, but that didn't pick up as much steam as they thought it was. And then there was the South African variant and the Indian variant, which, which that's the Delta variant now. And then there's the Delta plus. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, how many times are they going to run this play? I mean, that's all we're oh, – the, and there's been some case breakthrough. We've seen vaccine breakthrough for the past couple of months. There, there are people who've been fully vaccinated who contract the disease. Now, look, vaccines by and large work because what's really amazing and, – and two countries I would point to, uh, the United Kingdom and South Africa. So the United Kingdom is the only country in Europe that has a vaccination rate higher than the United States. About 56% of their population is vaccinated. We're, we're at about 51% of total population. So they're a few percentage points ahead of us in terms of um, vaccination rates. They're seeing cases surge right now, but their death numbers are, are single digits for the entire country. Okay, high, high rate of the population has been vaccinated, especially the older people. Of course, you know this doesn't affect kids as much. And the Delta variant is surging and they're thinking about locking down again, to which I say, why? People are not dying. I mean, if, if the whole point of the vaccines is to prevent serious illness and death, why do you really care if it's spreading? And I know the, the canned answer, well, it could spread to people whose immune systems aren't as affected uh, positively by the vaccines. OK, and those people get hit by a car walking across the street in terms of calculated risk. OK. In terms of calculated risk and statistical averages and all the things, all, all the data, the data, the data that the scientists point to, th there is no reason why in a country that has a vaccination rate approaching 60% and where you're not seeing an, a dramatic increase in hospitalization or death should really be concerned about caseloads increasing. And you contrast that with South Africa, where the same thing, they're, they're seeing another wave. Interestingly, their, their winter wave subsided faster than most others. It kind of seemed like they got hit hard, but then it dropped very quickly. It stayed fairly low. But now they're in the midst of a, I forget if it's their third or fourth wave, but they don't have a high vaccination rate. I don't even, I think they're in the, the mid to low 20s in terms of percentage of the population. And they're still seeing a, a, a death rate close to the death rates that you had seen in the prior waves. So, okay. So the country's the high vaccination rate. It's, it's showing that holistically that's really preventing um, mass uh, serious illness and serious death. Israel right now, I mean, they got to a point where they were seeing like seven new cases a day. They're now at a couple hundred new cases a day. They have not had a death in eight days. And, and, and eight days ago, it was they had one death. And then it was two days before that, they had two deaths. So, and again, Israel is one of those countries, I, I think their vaccination rate for anybody over 12 is, is in the 70s or 80 percent of the population has been vaccinated. So what are we, why are there these people who want to continue this scare tactic? I, I don't understand. And this was illustrated in a poll that recently came out. 57% of Republicans say the pandemic is over. 4% of Democrats say the pandemic is over. I, I, I mean, I, you're talking I about. I don't know if I agree with that one. Um, oh, I, no, I think, I think it's accurate from the standpoint of. I, there's no way that 96% of anybody believes one thing. 
I, 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 well, keep in mind, they did break out independence. So it's not like they forced people to choose. Are you Democrat leaning or Republican leaning? They, it was three groups, Democrats, independents and Republicans. So, I, you know, I, I believe it because there are people who, you know what it is? They've invested so much. It has become their identity over the past year. That's why I believe it. There are some people who, I mean, when I hear people talk about, oh, we're, you know, still staying locked up, still staying locked down. I mean, we were out at restaurants in May of last year. I, I, I never understood the, again, unless you had a serious immunocompromised situation, I, I did not understand the, oh, we're, we're locking down. We'll never see another person. I think there are people who it became part of their identity and also fighting back against the disinformation. It, it just became part of who they are. It became their identity and they don't know how to function outside of it. And, and I really do think there are people who are, who are on the, in the midst of suffering mental breakdowns. Uh, or, or mental decline, because it's become so much of their identity, they don't know how to, how to unwind from it. It's become so intertwined. And, and I'm almost at the point where I feel sorry. But again, if I see you with a mask in your vehicle or see you in a ma- with a mask outdoors, and especially if you're young, I, I, I really question whether or not you have a mental disorder. And, and your <laughs> faculties of reason, it's obvious your faculties of reason are not functioning properly. Because there is no reasonable explanation why a reasonable person who has had the opportunity to go get vaccinated is wearing a mask outdoors. So there's, there's my thoughts on the week, and we'll see what the upcoming weeks bring us. Yes, and uh, to add to that, I did see uh, recently, and I'm, I'm in Mississippi right now, and I'm not exactly, there's not many liberal places in Mississippi outside of maybe Jackson and something else here or the other. But uh, today I did see, um, like I said, I'm in Starkville and I, I usually go, you know, you can't like one thing and we can all, all you guys that travel, <clears throat> it is very frustrating to buy water in the hotel because you pay yes. like you know, $5 for the, so I usually find the local gas right. uh, yep. water. <clears throat> so I go ahead and load up with water and uh, they're running right by me is a guy with a bandana completely around his face um and he was trucking too and i was like man that's just what is the like (laughs) that is definitely and i hate to keep saying virtue signaling but that is just like the bat signal of gotham city letting you know i am super lib get out of my way there's no other way there's no other way to look at it. no there's no other purpose what purpose does it serve it's it's wearing a mask does not protect you better than getting the vaccine Look, I, I, you know, and I know there's a lot of people like, I'm never getting that shot. Look, it's, it, it's effective. Now, is there an open discussion about side effects? Are side effect rates higher than in some vaccines? I, I think that's an open discussion. And, and are there people who say, oh, I don't want to get it because it isn't tested and proven? Okay, that, that's a, I think all those are fair concerns. Um, but the, the truth is, the data does support that the vaccine's at least effective at saying what it'll do. Now, the question is, is, is there any trade-off? And, and I don't think we'll know that for a little while until longitudinal studies are done, but at least you, you do know the one part. It is fairly effective, or excuse me, very effective, especially the ones here in the United States, very effective at preventing serious illness and death. Now, interestingly, countries that went all in for the CHICOM vaccine, uh, and I believe we talked about this a couple months ago, they, you know, they, they see like a dip in cases, and then all of a sudden the cases come raging back as they unwind because that CHICOM vaccine is just not effective. It's just, it's not nearly <laughs> effective enough. And I think it's, it's not, I shouldn't say it's fantastic because that'll result in more people dying. But I almost feel like saying that's what you get for trusting the country that wrought this upon the world. That's what you get. I agree. I mean, I, I, it, <sighs> look, there's, 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 we, we could go down this road, um, you know, you know, deep and dark, but at the same time, I just feel like, I feel like the Chicom vaccine came from Bentonville, Arkansas. <laughs> it probably it? did. It <laughs> probably did. Right city? Yeah, of course. It's the Walmart virus. But anyway, is it Bentonville? Did I get that? Bentonville. Right? Yeah, Bentonville. The uh, headquarters always, of Walmart. I always get it. I always, I always miss it. But anyway, all right. Look, Bench. Well, I'll have you on next week. You're gonna like my mono. Pretty good, man. Uh, Bro, Exotics was pretty, pretty good. Once again, he's opened up a new restaurant. If you didn't know, and he is rolling. We're, well, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. We'll see you next week. All right, out here.
Thanks for joining the Sports Enload, episode number 55, Papa Doc Control, True Control. I'm your host, Danny Belts. Thanks for Bro Exotic coming on here with Tommy Bench. We'll have Dickie Salvo coming on in about a month. Thanks to Coach O. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Hit us up on Instagram, at the Sports Antidote. Fight the powers that be. Fight them blocking us. It's happening. Fight it. Remember, Papa Doc Control, baby. It's happening. Keep it real, Anadotians. Spoken. My language is broken into a slang.